episode number 34 of the Family Health Revolution podcast, I thought I would uh, release an interview that I gave with Kelly Von Regan for her book that was up and coming at the time. And I really wanted to share it with you because we're coming upon our new Healthy Mama, Healthy Baby program. And some of the things I said in there, it's so interesting listening to yourself <laughs> when you spoke years ago, because at the time my son was, I think I said he was 16. I think I said that. And he might have been younger than that. And he's 23, turning 24 now. So, and all of those things that I said in that program are still truths to me now, except now, um, they have expanded exponentially, having gone through those teen years and into adulthood with my children um, in that journey as a mother. So with this Healthy Mama, Healthy Baby program coming up that I'm coaching with two of my stellar star coaches, uh, Kirsty Gran and Lisa Lash, um, we are just so excited to share all of this information guidance, support, um, this womb of support that I like to call it for mamas-to-be that are either planning or um, pregnant already, having, you know, nearing the birthing process or in that postnatal phase, and even into motherhood itself. Um, Our program is just full of, uh, I suppose, the wisdom that we may have forgotten (laughs) or that we know and don't necessarily trust because we are a little bit derailed, I'm going to say, from this whole natural process. So we want to remind you and support you in that journey. And I'm so excited to be doing that. So have a listen to some of my philosophies to see if we jive. Um, And I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. There we go. So thanks for calling in. Yes, of course. Of course, I'm going to stand for most of the time because, oh my gosh, my back is so sore. I was driving my kids around for two days. <laughs> <laughs> In the van. Pardon? In the car, just the sitting. Ugh, so awful. I'm not a real fan of sitting, so. <laughs> no, you're but a fan of moving around. I, yeah, it's like a necessary evil all the time. Ugh. So how are you this morning? I'm great. I'm really great. I'm having so much fun talking to people about our kids and how they can be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just think. I'm just wondering, um, what what makes you interested in this kind of conversation about having our kids be ourselves? Ooh, that's a good question. I got an answer for you too. Isn't that awesome? Um, you know, actually, I was thinking about it the last while and how, par- you know, we, we kind of talk about parenting now, right? As like mm-hmm. this, not just a role, but like an action, like a verb, you know, like this thing that people try to get better at and they work at and they read books about and they study, you know, like it's become like a, a subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just a subject, but also like, you know, like I said, a verb, like an action, like something that you would learn how to do better, you know, and people didn't talk about parenting like this at all, you know, 
previously, like, you know, our parents wouldn't have talked about that or certainly not our grandparents wouldn't talk about parenting as a, you know, a, something that you could kind of study and, and um, you know, pass tests for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so true. So uh, true. You know, our own tests and others. But, um, but I like that. I think it's really an interesting thing because, you know, I don't. I don't think that it's great in that you know we can kind of really um, you know overdo things like that and overthink things that should be natural and come naturally to us. Yeah. You know, but in this day and age, a lot of things aren't. Like we're so disconnected from. Uh, you know, we can be so disconnected, and in the West especially, that you know, um, where media takes over and our culture has become pop culture rather than, you know, the individual traditional cultures that we might have had, you know, coming to the table um, previously, right? So, you know, we have these, um, you know, different cultures and their their practices around parent parenting and, and mentoring, and we have elders, and we have ceremony and ritual and rites of passage and, you know, thresholds that we recognize and celebrate and real community, you know, where we're all very, like, and so people were really healthy, you know, I suppose at that point um, or could be. And now we're sort of a little unhealthy and disconnected. And um, this whole conversation around parenting is one of those aspects. You know, we've got health, like physical health, we've got mental health, we've got spiritual health, but the parenting, you know, is actually really um uh, something uh, it, it it encapsulates all of it, but it's also something to look at in and of itself. So, like I said, I think that we could really get you know overboard with sort of like studying this and am I a good parent and should I you know go through this checklist in this book? But I think it's really important you know to look at all those things, um, be aware of what's happening in our communities and in our societies and our families' homes, you know. Um, in our own homes and in our own families with our own kids and, you know, kind of gather all that information and become more aware of what would have naturally come to us before. Mm-hmm. Because it's, mm-hmm. Right? So rekindling that connection to that sort of just natural way of parenting. I mean, naturally we might have, you know, let our kids explore and become their own people and not, you know, tell them what they should do and should that. You know, everybody had a role and a place and, and a responsibility in the family but not mm-hmm. necess- and in the community, but not what it's like now where we're supposed to look a certain way and say certain things, have a certain job. Like, you know, have, there's so many other elements that these kids are faced with, I think, you know, a lot to do, which has a lot to do with advertising um, and selling us things that we should be, um, and which has really shaped our our culture, which is pop culture. It's become our go-to culture, pop culture, which is created by people to kind of sell you something. <laughs> yeah, which is really and really scary. limiting to our children. It's extremely limiting because it's actually making our children form their identities according to. Um, something that they're lacking, right? You, mm-hmm. If you're going to, you know, advertise something to somebody, you have to tell them first why they need it. So you're you suck because of this. You aren't enough because of this. You know, you need what I have to sell. And then our children are forming their own identities, their whole future, how they feel about themselves, how they, you know, view life according to um, an ad. I mean, it, it it sounds conspiracy theorist, well, but it's extremely powerful. So, and how can they line up what they know is true for themselves if they're being 
fed this other information all the time. Yes, exactly. How are they supposed it, to it, reconcile for themselves, oh, but yeah. that's not what I think. <laughs> yeah, it's constant mental chatter that's not their own voice. It's mm-hmm. constantly telling them who they should be and who they are, and it's not true. And um, so as a parent, you know, so getting back to your question, I think that um, parenting, you know, in that sense, I think is extremely important uh because we need to kind of, it's almost like this role that we now need to fill as parents that we may not have had to have kind of tried so hard at before, mm-hmm. you know. Now it's a little more like we need to kind of become aware of these things um, so that we can help our children through it and not just through it but actually transcend it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about coping. I'm talking about getting right to the root and getting back to what, a really nat- like a natural way of growth and development as a human being um, is, and getting back to that idea that that's really what we're doing here. You know, we're not trying to make doctors and lawyers. Yeah. You know, we're here trying to allow these human beings to become who they are, and whatever that might be, and that it's just you know everybody's life is is what they what it is you know it doesn't have to be shaped into something somebody else thinks it needs to be so yeah yeah, so that whole idea that whole movement of parents who want to actually you know focus more on what that means to parent is Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's really cool I think I really so I feel like I'm one of those parents I think a lot of people um, you know don't see themselves as one of those parents or, or don't really you know, they just kind of go, you know, by think what things, what's happening in society, and they kind of, you know, they kind of say, "Okay, go to, go to school, go to this, go this," and 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 that's just kind of the way it is. And I'm, it's, there's no criticism there whatsoever. But I do, mm-hmm. I see there's a movement to do something else. That there's something missing. Our kids are, you know, there's something. Um, I don't know. Some of it, it's just some of it for some of us. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think it's a movement <laughs> I think it's a movement within people and then within their families and within their children too that people are starting to be like maybe this isn't exactly what the world is made for maybe there's more. Yeah. And maybe we can bring this, this to our stuff, all this stuff, our families. All this stuff, you know, things to do, roles to play. Those things are really distracting from that the real human experience. You know? Mm-hmm. And it could be stifling at the same time. So, yeah. So that's my really long answer. That's great. So how do you think that um, you can help your children to connect with themselves? Um, just by, I think, you know, allowing them to connect with themselves. So get the hell out of their way, really. Because I get mm-hmm. in their way all the time. You know, I, I I do. I really get in their way all the time. And, um, you know, because we care about them, we worry about them, we let our own fears and doubts uh, creep into their lives. You know, we try to protect them. We say, okay, like, for instance, you know, we'll say, I mean, I keep coming back to school for some reason in this um, conversation, I, I suppose because I find education fascinating, a fascinating topic, and mm-hmm. alternative um, education to be more specific, but... You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, like, okay, you know, so for example, we could say, well, you need your chemistry. 
my son's 16, you need your chemistry because what you know, you I know you want to go to university. We need to prepare, and so that's that may be true, and it is true, but it's also rooted in a fear that I have that he's not going to get it in time, that he's going to struggle, and he's going to, um, you know, not be able to do the things he wants to do in his life because he hasn't prepared himself. Yeah. And um, that's all very valid, but it does go right back to my own fear. And mm-hmm. so it can be really restrictive to someone who is at that age and just isn't there yet, just isn't ready or isn't um, willing to dedicate his time that he has allotted to something else for something yeah. that I feel he needs. So that's really tricky. That's really tricky and to just let them do what they feel they need to do. And even if you can foresee, you know, some struggle or challenges they may have because of the decisions that they're making. So, you know, and and to know that they aren't necessarily, um, you know, developed in their, um, you know, their brains aren't developed in in a certain way. They're kind of going by the ooga-booga limbic system (laughs) quite often, right? I mean, like, let's jump off the cliff. Yay! And then, you know, when you get older, you're thinking, "Mm, that's going to hurt, right? So there's that really beautiful balance that Dan Siegel talks about in his books um, Mm -hmm. where, right, like where you... um, you know, you want to nurture that part of yourself as well as your your teens to, yeah. you know, because otherwise you don't have innovation, you don't have creativity, you don't have anything new because, you know, if you don't have that young brain, right? But yeah. at the same time, you know, you need to have a little bit of that, you know, self or the, the, that development of the brain that says, okay, don't jump off the cliff just yet. You know, make sure there aren't any rocks at the bottom. Yeah. And uh, then go. Go for it, you know. I mean, like, you know, so there's like, or don't do not do it mindlessly, right? So, yeah. but then also, you can't be stuck there because you'll never fly. Never right? move, yeah. You'll never fly if you're too yeah. afraid to even look over the edge, you know. So, yeah, I totally lost your question. You said... Um, That's it. How can you help connect to themselves? And you said that... You know, yeah. sometimes we stand in our way. So by getting yes, out of their way, they can connect way. to what they want. Yes, exactly. And that's beautiful. Um, yeah, so, um, so it's tricky to do that, to guide and, and you know, and um, model, right? So you're, you, you're doing the same thing. And I think, you know, there's that getting their, out of their own way, becoming aware of why you're in the way, and which is usually about us. It's mm-hmm. about our own fears. It's about our own... Um, you know, childhood, it's about our own unresolved issues, uh, it's our own self-esteem, it's about how we show up in our own lives. That really yeah. is, I think, the most important thing to look at when you're parenting because, you know, we can easily make it all about the kids. Well, my my daughter doesn't listen to me. She's just, you know, defiant. She's this, she's that, she's this. Blame it all on the kids that there's even an issue. And maybe sometimes it's not even an issue. Sometimes we make issues out of things because they're not doing what we think they should, according to our own belief systems and our own fears and doubts, right? Yeah, so first, you know, identifying, yeah, like if we know ourselves better and if we are focusing on our own personal growth more so than forcing a certain kind of growth on our children, then we really can truly let them be who they are. And it's not easy. I, I talk like this and in theory, and I have all these philosophies for sure, but to put them into practice, um, you know, because of our 
our beliefs and our thoughts are so powerful. Yeah. But you know, to be aware of that is just it allows you know those that just what we're trying to do take place. You know, as a yeah. parent that's trying to raise independent thinking, empowered people. Yeah. Not raised. Sure. I hate that word. I don't even like that word. You know, now I've, everything's changing for me around the terminology I use about parenting as well, you know? And yeah. Allow. I, I, I like to start, I've been saying allow a lot lately, allowing them to be who they are. Wow, well, yes. And, and it is, yeah, it's good to think of these words and think of distinctions because that's how we grow to be more aware and decide, you know, what's yep. important for us too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so do you have any examples of how of connections that you have with your children of um how you connect with your children in order to kind of get out of their way I guess Oh yeah and you know what too the less I connect with them the more in the way I am right mm. So that I like that you made that that um connection there because uh definitely I mean if we're less connected then I start I just start not understanding them I start yeah putting my um, rules and regulations on them, you know, and then we become too fast and frenzied. So whenever we're not connecting, it's because we're moving too fast. We have too many things on the go. We have, you know, too many, like, especially, like, we just came out of a couple of very intense days, and we're not quite done, but we've got a couple days off here. And sports, constantly, we're not eating as well. We're we're actually eating not bad. Consider actually eating really well, but that's but the struggle is to do that is just huge, and so we become less and less connected, less and less mm-hmm. time to um, really focus on each other, and you know what do you need and listening right because there's no listening when there's a rush when there's too much to do. And everybody's sort of focused on their own stuff for too long. I mean, you know, focusing on your own stuff is awesome. But when it's like where it just happens too long and you're just totally disconnected from each other. But, okay, so the question again. You're going to have to do this for me every once in a while. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, just some examples of how you connect with your child. And yes. and you're talking about listening. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. part of it. Yeah. Slowing down. Sorry, Kaylee, I keep going, yes, yes, before you even finish your sentence, but it's almost like I'm jumping to uh, to where you're going, you know? And that's one thing you can't do with kids. Because, <laughs> you know, we can say, I know what you're saying, but you, like, before they even said it, you know, like, chill out, yeah. slow down. When you're going fast, that's way easy to do, way too easy to do. So, um, yeah, so connecting is slowing down. For sure, slowing down, and and in that slowing down, we are able to listen. And so, like for example, we had the most beautiful, like, and I wouldn't say these years aren't good either, or, or as well. But most beautiful younger years with my kids, and my youngest I find isn't getting as much as her siblings did because she was so little that she didn't really doesn't remember. I think she feels it in her soul, you know. She still has it and carries it with her, this, these experiences, but she doesn't remember. And we used to spend hours just being, you know. We would draw, color, um, you know. If we, if we started something, I would not interrupt them until they were done. If they were passionate about it, they were. And I wouldn't say, well, now we need to do this, now we need to do that. It was once <laughs> the schedule crept in, like 
because we had a natural flow. It was once mm-hmm. that schedule crept in that I felt like we were sort of in chaos for the rest of the day when we didn't have a schedule. So it was really interesting how once, you know, we had to adhere to anybody else's flow or when it worked for them or when we had to squeeze this in or, or pencil that in, that's when it was it started to get really um, fast, you know, where mm-hmm. we weren't able to slow down and spend that six hours at the park which, honest to goodness, we would. We would have a visit with other families that kind of had that same way of living, and we, we'd look up, and it's six, six hours later, and we're going, oh, hey, do you want to just stay for supper? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we would naturally just allow all of that expression and all of that play, and just they were just filling their cups and overflowing with just their life, you know? Beautiful. And... That, so as they got older, everybody's going in different directions. We have to, you know, work out rides, the car. You know, their teams are going to meet at a certain time for sports, so they can't just kind of flow into it, you know. Yeah. And that, so it's sped. It's just sped up. I found. I find it that it's really sped up, and in a way that it can't when your kids are little. You're not going fast when you're getting three kids ready with their snowsuits in the winter. You're just not. You, mm-hmm. you just. You just let that go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and so that's another thing is letting go. Um, yeah. You know, hanging on so tight to everything. Um, I find that we are much more disconnected when the when I'm hanging on, and uh, to expectation or to what should we do or what, you know, um, yeah, you're not listening to me because you guys didn't do the dishes asked 17 times. You know, and that's hard to to overcome that as well because, you know, there's all those thoughts you get as a parent. It's like, well, you guys can do this. It's not a big deal. You know, but there's always a reason that they haven't. And it could even be that they didn't want to. And maybe that's a valid reason. I don't want to do the dishes all the time. I really don't. So that's another thing is about, you know, expectation, and that leads to listening. Why didn't, you know, instead of accusation, why didn't you do this? It's more like, hey, you know, what, like, you know, what's what's the, the, the issue here? How can we, you know, make it so that I'm not frustrated and you, you know, you're not doing stuff constantly all through your own life and in your own day according to what somebody else told you, mm-hmm. you know? Because we can really get trapped in that role as a parent, barking orders constantly. I do that. <laughs> A lot, and I have to catch myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm barking orders all day. Why would yeah. they want to listen to that? You know, yeah, I would send not- somebody out too. Yeah. So the sharing so I, and yeah. sorry, no, keep going. The sharing of information, you know, it's yes. more information than accusation, and the sharing of that. And it sounds like the times when you're talking about where their cups are really filled and you're getting excited are times when you're really just present with people are. are in line with what they want to do, and the other times that, that you're talking about when things are getting rushed or when you're thinking of, you know, fears or or things, that's when you're not really living in that moment. Yeah, for sure. And looking at it, what what they think or what their motivation is or isn't, right, mm-hmm. um, with curiosity rather yeah. than judgment, right? Like, I'm curious about this, you know, and then yeah. that would allow us to live more harmoniously because let's face it, there are more people in this house, you know, there, you know, that we kind of need to be aware of other people's space and there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so as a family we need to find a way that will 
you know, um, allow, allow for all of us. So if there's nothing done, let's say, in the house, and it's a dump, and I can't live like that, and I just, you know, clean it all up myself, um, that doesn't allow for me. You know, that doesn't give me the time even to spend with my own kids. So I say, well, you guys want more of my time. We all pitch in for half an hour, and you get me, and I get you, and we're all able to do the other things that we want to do in our day, rather than yeah. some of us getting it and some of us not. Yeah. So there's yeah, that whole, it's a, it's a real balance, but, yeah, coming at it with, you know, oh, you didn't do anything, I did so much, I'm such a martyr, you know, you know no, 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 no. <laughs> It's not. That's not going to do much, um, except create guilt and uh, yeah. you know resentment and, <laughs> and uh, you know all of those really um, big emotions that might they might have to work through be- when they're becoming parents. <laughs> yeah, and they will. They're going to have stuff. Whatever. You know, we're yeah. not perfect here. You know, no, none of us parents are. But um, but being aware of all that stuff when they grow into their you know becoming parents themselves. You know, just that that awareness that they are human beings still growing and they don't know everything and they don't have to, yeah. um, that's going to be the most empowering thing for them when they grow into this role. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. So allowing, listening, um, looking, you know, with curiosity and time, you know, all those things I think that are, are really powerful in helping you know, parents and kids. I love uh, the thought of curiosity. It just, just sparks such nice feelings. Um, I'm just wondering if you can think of a story where, or a time, a particular time where um, you were able to allow your children and what came out of that. Uh, you talked a little bit okay. about when your day kind of just flowed, so you were just allowing them in their art or in their yeah something that mm-hmm. stands out for you. Well, I do, we do it all the time, and you know what? It's a struggle for me sometimes because we are in this fast. Uh, we're kind of I feel a little like at this moment in our development, where I feel a little trapped in that quite frankly, because they all three play sports and one of them is three times a week, two of them are twice, right? Like that's a crap load of stuff to do. And so, um, and I have a business and, you know, everything's very, um, like time feels short, although I work on that idea of that concept of time, that it's Mm -hmm. not, you have enough, you have enough. Quit telling you, if you tell yourself you don't have enough, well, you don't, right? And you're constantly frustrated with not having enough time, but if you tell yourself you have enough, and if you're okay to let things go when you know that that's, you're done for the day and you need to move on to something else, then that's really empowering. So um, I think for us, like right now, you know, we're struggling with that, but um, I still will slow and say, okay, we, you know, if we have to be somewhere, let's say, um, we'll just get all our stuff, like the stuff done, you know, Early on, and we're ready, mm-hmm. and then we can just do whatever we want until that moment, that time comes that we actually have to be somewhere. So, sort of, you know, being. I feel like doing that almost expands time. And that's what I've been playing with for my with my kids as well, and telling my son, not only do we have enough time, we can create more time. We can expand yeah. our time by focusing on the things we want by getting ready far in advance and then not worrying about it. And, 
totally, because when you're in that fight or flight, right, like let's say you didn't do that, Kaylee, like you're at the end of like you've got 10 minutes left and you've got to leave. That's when you get in the fight or flight, didn't do this, got to pack this food, got to do blah, 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 and that, and where's your ringette stick? Like, you know, all, you know, <laughs> you find your tube, like all that stuff. So if you can, because that makes it feel like there's no time, even if it's only that last 10 minutes of leaving to go somewhere, that mm-hmm. you feel that way, it will taint that entire experience of the day. Mm-hmm. So if you can just do that, flow through that port point, everything's ready to roll, then you move into your, you know, where you're just doing whatever you'd like to do. Oh, look up, probably should go now, and then you leave. That fight or flight, even if it's only an hour that you had to just do your drawing, you know, you can express yourself. You're not feeling like, you know, that there's something else that you need to do. Um, You know, that, even if it's like a shorter amount of time without the fight or flight at the end, seems like you had enough. You had enough. You filled your cup, and now it's time to move on to something else. Rather than, oh, my God, put it away. We didn't do this. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's when it felt like you didn't have enough. Yep. So, yes. yeah, so that's sort of, you know, one thing like now, but, I mean, you know, previously I think, you know, it's sort of like um, a lifelong thing, like, you know, a developmental thing. So I could come up with a bunch of stories where I really felt that they, you know, had a great experience in their day. Like, I mean, spending, we spend lots of time down by the river, and we at this one place in particular where they just would, uh, we have pictures and pictures of them just like their butts dirty from sitting in the, you know, sand in their underwear. You know, like, I mean, that was just a beautiful time. But that was, and 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 they have like, we have all these beautiful things that happen along the way, but when I see it kind of come to something bigger that they've learned and that they'll say something really profound to me after years of just, you know, this allowing where, you know, like, for instance, I'll give you an example about this. You know, my daughter coming into a social situation she wasn't comfortable with. And I said, well, why don't you just go? You know, go to go to the school. And this kid was super nice to you. And, you know, you could go hang out with her. And, like, you know, it seems that you need that, you know, because you haven't been connecting with these other friends of yours. And it seems you need, you know, another um, person in your life, like, you know, with what you're telling me. And she lives really close you this is your opportunity to you know but she said you know what mom i don't want to go there and start being somebody or start feeling pressure to be somebody i'm not so she had the foresight to see that this had a potential like she had sort of like a potential not a weakness to um what could you know what she could feel that this situation could bring on for her but more like she'd be more susceptible at this point in her life to these the negativity that was that she felt in this space, even though wow. some of the things were really cool. I said, "There's cute boys there," you know. I was trying to see, <laughs> feel her out because you know she's at this age, like that's fun, you know. Yeah. And she she had that uh, maturity to see what would be good for her, and so yeah. that I think those are the things that I see as. Um, uh, you know, where all those other experiences of allowing have kind of culminated into her view, like, or her sense of self, I guess. So that's my, that's why I had a hard time finding an example. <laughs> and, they're, that's they're exa- and that's exactly, I guess, what we want to do is be able to cultivate with them so that as they grow up, 
that they have that sense of self. That they, yeah. And it's, I guess, through living with them. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. only these big situations, but, you know, through through letting them always be themselves and not just once or twice here and there. I love that you mentioned that, Kaylee, too, that by living with them, because I'm a big, big, big proponent of that. I've always taken my kids. They go to conferences. They go to to business trips. Sometimes they don't want to go to each meeting, you know, but they're always there to witness and to learn. And, you know, they go grocery shopping. And even if that, you know, one of them doesn't want to come in, sometimes if they're tired, they don't have to come in. But most of the time they're involved in the decision-making in the you know and the work you know it, we have to carry this somebody go over there and pick that one that up pick us up some apples or they need purpose and 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 no, learning about what it takes to take care of yourself and other people and your family and so um you know so that we live with them yeah i think that's that's a huge part of what i see as being um I don't know, effective as a parent, not only because you can lead by example and they, they care more about what you're doing because they're learning directly from you, but teaching them that they're part of this family and that they have a purpose and that they are important instead of just mm-hmm. saying, oh, I need a babysitter for my kids because I, I can't handle them in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I don't want them with me. I, 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 they're kind of a burden. They're kind of, you know, they take a lot of my time and, you know, I need somebody else. To, and we all need respite, okay? We do. Mm-hmm. But not in that sense where... I mean, for me, I shouldn't say what other people should do, but for me, that was really important to me that, you know, that they came with me, and it just was natural. It wasn't even anything I necessarily thought I had to do, you know, because of a theory I had, but it was really from the heart. I wanted them to be with me, you know, and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it necessary to kind of shuffle them off somewhere else so that I could be free to do all the adult stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Living with them. May, may already be short with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just wondering if there's any anyone that has influenced your parenting, or 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 also, I know you've done a lot of unschooling. Is there anything that's influenced or made you oh. think about this idea of letting them be themselves? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like there, there are quite a few people that I can think of. Like when I was, uh, you know, a young mom, <clears throat> I, I really was of the mind that you know that kind of, I don't know, typical, you know, modern not mind of. I guess the word isn't modern, but the, the of the mind that you know we kind of. Um, do think you know we cut the things out for our, our little kids. We you know. Mm-hmm. We feed them with a spoon. We, um, you know, cut out the shapes because it might not be perfect. We glue it for them. We kind of lead them by the hand through everything. We reach the stuff that's too high. You know, we, um, you know, we make things easier on them by taking care of the difficulties they might have with their their peers. All those things, that's what I was doing. And, uh, you know, if if my child, I felt like, well, you know, he should be going to bed, you know, by himself. Doesn't need he shouldn't need me to nurse him to sleep. Um, I should, you know, be done nursing by the time this child is such and such an age. And if I don't feel like mm-hmm. nursing, I should be able to use a bottle. Should 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 all these kind of unnatural ways to to me is unnatural to me now. Ways of mm-hmm. parenting is where I kind of started from, 
And mm-hmm. then I started learning more because my children needed more. So my son went into Montessori where, where after I kind of heard about it, felt his preschool years weren't exactly stimulating him, and uh, brought him there, and I was floored. <laughs> and it didn't just teach me about education, but I thought, okay, everything was tiny in this Montessori classroom. And so I had to sit in these little chairs, and I got to see the world from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, you know, watching all these 30 children in this classroom, and it was the most harmonious space. You'd, 30 kids in this, and it was peaceful like you wouldn't believe. And they were busy working and doing things that were important. They weren't playing and messing around. And, you know, they felt that what they were doing for that day was work. And when they were mm-hmm. finished, they put it back. And, you know, and one child came up to me and said, would you like some tea? And she was four. And I said, sure. And I thought she was going to get a little pink teacup and pretend to pour me tea. Well, she went and made me tea. She was four. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I get it. I get it. I would totally, mm-hmm. at that moment, I went, I get it. And I'm not going to cut those damn things out. And I'm gonna, because, you know, that's how they learn. That's how, mm-hmm. and, and you take away their power by doing all this stuff for your kids when they can do it for themselves. So everything, so how are they going to do it themselves? Well, I think they kind of need shelves that are lower because they can reach. Mm-hmm. They don't have to ask for your help constantly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're given the skills, you know, um, social skills, you know, by modeling those skills and listening to them, and they do the same for other people. It's just mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So M- Maria Montessori, I think, was, you know, one of the people that I started studying early on because I like to read a lot about things before, you know, as, as I'm kind of developing my ideas about them. So I read a lot of books about, I took out a whole section of the <laughs> library. <laughs> it was so fun learning about this. But then I kind of grew into other things. So, I, you know, once he was done there, Nick was done there, we went into um, a little bit more, um, you know, uh, like then we went the route of homeschooling or unschooling or de-schooling, uh, you know, so uh, life learning, I suppose you call it. And mm-hmm. then started reading people like, you know, Ivan Illich and John Holt and John Taylor Gatto, and then looked into the Waldorf method. So this, and Matt Hearn, who is Canadian, living in Vancouver, Matt Hearn, oh, mm-hmm. you haven't read his stuff? <laughs> because he goes into the history of compulsory schooling and how, you know, he's not against classes at school, but it's like he really hits the nail on the head um, as far as personal and uh growth goes, you know, and, and nurturing and allowing our children um, mm-hmm. and how we can stifle that, but how we can also, you know, use um, certain, all kinds of educational methods to actually open the world up for them. Mm-hmm. And so, and, but then also parenting, um, p- you know, people who write about parenting like Naomi Aldort and mm-hmm. Gordon Neufeld. Oh, I went and saw Gordon Neufeld speak at a uh, homeschooling conference and he was just amazing just mm-hmm. just what he says about children and and that you know mutual respect yes um this was amazing so those you know so i talk a lot about education but i think that or alternative education but i think that a lot of the people who are speaking about these things um are really talking about parenting and our mm-hmm. role as people you know who are I suppose nurturing their minds and spirits as well as their, as you know, 
um, their physical bodies. So, yes. um, and I have to tell you too, I know we're going overtime, um, but I just have to tell you as well that when I we were on this journey, I, it opened me up to a whole new community of people that were right under my nose. Mm-hmm. And um, people who were part of the La Leche League, right? Who uh, you know? I don't know if you know the Lecce League, but yes, I do. Uh, yes, right. Breastfeeding group and and the attachment parenting and that whole concept of letting them just play and be and filling their cups with our love and just giving, like just being open to giving, not like giving where you're exhausted, but just being open to them coming to you when they need to and running off into the trees and coming them coming. You know, you're just kind of there and not forcing yourself on them, but you're also available, right? Mm-hmm. And so all like and that those ideas and those honoring of ourselves and honoring the mother and um you know celebrating our whatever those accomplishments are and like you know not competition where you're competing and trying to be better than other people but trying to be your better self you know mm-hmm. I, I met really great friends who thought of these things well before I even had any clue right mm-hmm. so my friends Right, that, you know, became my friends, and I have to say too, like books. You know, books are just like friends. They're sitting on my shelf, and they're <laughs> my friends. <laughs> and yeah. the Tao of Motherhood is a beautiful book, but um, that sort of just it's tiny little little vignettes, I suppose, or little translations of um, the Tao, like you know, the Tao, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but it just it strips away all the other crap, all the other yeah. shoulds as we have as parents as well, mind you, because there are a lot of shoulds we have as parents. Yeah. Shouldn't you be telling your kid to do this? Shouldn't you? right? That's a, yeah. not an easy thing to navigate, yeah. especially as an unschooling mom. Um, and uh, but that one strips away all that crap, mm-hmm. right? And to see what really matters. And I think that's really important to keep in mind as a parent. And, you know, just as a human being, kind of, you know, allowing yourself to be in the world, yeah. So that's who I've learned from. A lot of people, and I continue to learn from. Yeah, and, and we I have our whole life still to keep learning. <laughs> yeah, and my children, I mean, who doesn't teach you more than them? Yes. Yeah. Who, I so do you have any final thoughts that I haven't let you get in there? <laughs> Okay, you're you're scared to ask that question on you are you aren't you? Because it'd be another ten minutes. <laughs> How are you doing for time, Kaylee? It's you. It's you that probably has to go for time. So I'm I'm uh, I've kept you're you over right. already. Pardon me. Well, I'm I'm okay right now. I got to wake up my daughter, who at nine because she doesn't want to sleep in. And but I just uh, don't want to let you go if you felt like you have something else you wanted to say and. I haven't yeah, well, I have so much to say about this. I, know. I love this topic. I love it. I should write. I should just keep writing and writing and writing. Cause I'm, yeah. Anyway, um, maybe let me see here. I'm just gonna look because I was sort of typing up a little bit. I haven't even been looking at this, but I just want to make sure that. Um, I just have a couple things like yeah that I would like to say. Like you asked about possibilities in that in that email that you sent to me, mm-hmm. and. Like, I think that their possibilities, they only end when they can't see them, when they limit themselves, right? So I feel like as a parent, it's my job to help them see, like, what those possibilities are, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, when I was saying get out of their way, right? Yeah. 
And so, and also too to you know make sure that we see our children as whole people, and that mm-hmm. they also it's not just up to us as parents to make sure that they don't run out into the street and get hit by a car, or that they have enough food to eat or shelter, you know, all that stuff. But there's also stuff you know that happens within you know our children in our minds and their spirits that mm-hmm. need to be nurtured as well. And so if we don't do that for ourselves you know we're we're kind of bankrupt you know we don't have the 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 um currency <laughs> that we don't have the money <laughs> to pay for <laughs> to help them with that right so um i don't mean money you know I'm i always about. feel like in writing a book about <laughs> parenting that really if i just said if the parent gets themselves in a good place <laughs> yeah well that's then... my only Aldor's book right then you don't need a guide to parenting <laughs> You're, because it's it'll totally, come to you. And it, that's exactly true. And have you read that, our, our, our Raising Our Children, Raising Ourselves? Yeah, I have read, I yeah. And isn't that what she's saying? Yeah, right? and that's, yeah, a lot of her message. It's it's um, like, it's so true, though. How much of this is about me? And how yeah. much of this is about this child? And what can I, what is it that I need to look at? And then you're just, you're just better. You really don't need all those how-tos. And in this situation that, you know, Super Nanny did this, well, you you just, you, that's like what I think about when you, when I think about health in general, is going mm-hmm. right back to the roots. And if you deal or heal with those roots, then mm-hmm. all the other stuff's gravy. It just goes click, 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 click. It, it'll, you know, it just, yeah. instead of all that coping stuff. So maybe a lot of those parenting books are about coping. Yes. Right or almost like manipulating the psychology, and it's just like, ugh. To me, that's just like again too much work. So we're putting all this work into what should be, what could. Re- I'm not gonna say should. What could really come naturally to us as parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have. And I like work. how you even talk about nutrition and school and all these different, these different kind of systems or parts of our lives coming together, and really that can. The connections between, you know, eating well, living well, our spirituality, our learning and growth and how, you know, we're starting to really see again what things were connected before, I think. Mm -hmm. They've become unconnected and we're starting to see again that these things all impact. I think that's why maybe us moms have so many interests. We, We look down the light of nutrition and healthy eating and then... And then there's education and all and parenting and all these things. Well, really, it's all one and the same. Yeah. How we yeah. live. It is. It really is because we're we're whole people, and so are our children, right? Mm-hmm. There's like we're very multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then and you. Um, there was another question you had that I was thinking about as well. Is that what's the result you're looking for as a parent? Mm-hmm. And I like you know, and just as you were saying, like healthy, whole, vibrant children, right? So they're passionate and engaged in whatever they love to do. And so when each of us are passionate and engaged in what we're doing in our lives and how we show up to our mm-hmm. lives, then that's just like that's the best you can do. Um, it's better than than you know becoming like I'm, like sounds like I'm down on doctors and lawyers, but you know like the, those those um you know those professions that we see as something that you know we should aspire to well maybe we should you know we need the artists we need um you know the cooks we need the the people who love to organize and clean stuff we need those people 
who are good with pets and animals and just show up to their lives in however way they are shining, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that yeah. I think, is not only good for that person, but for their families, for their communities, for um, the world in general. Yeah. When, because mm-hmm. it's the whole idea is to be empowered and happy and vibrant in their lives, right? And mm-hmm. that, that kind of energy is contagious. Just as, you know, negative energy is contagious, so is that kind of energy, the good, yeah. the, the stuff that's flowing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Um, and then, yeah, so I just, um, I think I had one other thing. Great. Uh, I know it's just like, you know, not smothering your kids in shoulds, and we've talked about that, but an aptitude, you know, if you um, allow them, then they have that aptitude to, to adjust and to change. And so it made me kind of, and to learn anything. So it mm-hmm. made me think about this last question you had. Um, you know, you were asking about what the things were not, maybe not working, and that was yeah. very relevant to me um, because last night I had some challenges with one of my children, and it made me question, you know, everything I'm talking about today, you know, not yeah. not the philosophy behind it, but my methods. So, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, when we have challenges, um, you know, we can think that what we're doing is not working, and, you know, I certainly wouldn't... I, so, okay, last night I was so challenged by this situation. And it's been something that we've been thinking and talking about and made me question, okay, is this whole idea of the way we're educating, is this is this working, right? Is this getting the results that I want? Because when I think of that term working, I think of results, right? Yeah. And so, but results of a person growing into themselves, yeah. um, it's not measurable really. You know, <laughs> it's only, it's not, you can't give a test and say, how are you doing with that personal growth thing, you know? Because that's what I think is the ultimate um, result, in quote-unquote. Yeah. But it's also a lifelong journey, right? So all you can do is, is really see how those people are um, adjusting and adapting and are able to, you know, change for what they need and and nurture what they're getting, you know, that they that they're doing that is actually really, you know, boosting them and helping them and you know all that stuff like so you can't measure that you can't measure no. you can only observe and um and everybody's going to have an opinion on whether or not there there's um progress right yeah. um so you know I was really uh thinking about that but in that ability like so we need to I was like okay we need to make a change we need to make a big change to um sort of overcome this thing that we were that we've been trying to overcome. And so I think that that's actually the whole point. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could say that we have challenges and that does that mean that what we're doing is not working, but part of that philosophy is that we are flexible and can see when we have challenges and when things are are not working that mm-hmm. we can adapt and change that because if we know ourselves and if we allow our kids to go through their processes. So, yeah. Yeah, then it is working, you know. That <laughs> yeah, that it's working when you see the things not working, and then you're able to <laughs> yeah. allow it to work. Yeah, yeah. So does that make any sense? Okay, it so. is, and that's to me <laughs> like such one of the big things: just the awareness, and you know, moving through this stuff, not having all the answers necessarily, but having the awareness mm-hmm. so you can 
reevaluate and look and see what's going on and notice your children in all these yes different ways and exactly and that's definitely what i would like to you know just kind of end on that idea or those ideas of um you know like looking in you know looking in and look, actually i would say looking period listening mm-hmm. period and that's to mm-hmm. your children and that's to yourself actually first and foremost is yes. listen and what's going on with me looking in with you know looking up from whatever you're doing whatever you're thinking about whatever's distracting you and get a really good sense of where why you do what you do your motivation and you know um and then then you can really assess you know what's what's going to hinder your growth here or allow it and so same thing with your kids listening listening so for me listening to my kids um and really hearing what they say rather than hearing what i think they're going to say mm-hmm. yeah okay I think that's what I want to say. <laughs> great. Thank you so much. This You're has welcome. been a great conversation. I know. It's been so fun. And I I know you sound like me, like we could talk about it forever. But um, yeah. so this, And I know that these are just the conversations is going to help to bring, you know, awareness and help people to just feel like, oh, there is a way that we don't have to be stuck or that we, you know, there is other options. There, yeah. We can follow our intuition. Yeah, so, we can, and we should trust ourselves because should. Because yeah. when we don't, it's because we're already under that burden of other people's expectations and the shoulds that have been placed upon us before we became parents as to what it means to be a parent. So yeah. even when I say this stuff, that's a should, right? Yeah. You know? So it is. I mean, it's like, I should be more open. I should <laughs> Right? But, I mean, I think that when we know ourselves better and we're open to, you know, that kind of idea that we are all growing human beings and changing and whatever, um, then we just naturally happens. We don't have to think about what we should do. Yeah. 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 So, Kaylee, that was awesome. I really Thank you very much. It was uh, really fun exploring these ideas with you. I appreciate it. And, um, and... We'll hopefully compile these and have all these inspiring stories from wonderful parents. So thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, awesome. And so, Kaylee, uh, just a little thing. Like, when you're going to keep me posted as to what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll hear from you about your project. And then also, do you share? Like, would you share this with me? This recording or what? what I can send you this recording. Okay. I can. I probably because it's big. I probably have to upload it onto um, Dropbox or something. Yeah, I love Dropbox. It's awesome. Okay, then I can do that, and I can send you it so you can have it. And uh, yeah, cool. and then I'm gonna yes. What I'm gonna do is keep interviewing some people, and I really just know that even when I listen to talks and I write notes, that I don't get everything. So that's why I really wanted to record it. Oh no 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 no! That yeah. makes all the sense. Yeah. Lots sense to me. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> so, people remember all Yeah, that. so I'll upload it onto Dropbox and I'll shoot you an email so you can have it. Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Yeah. No, okay. thank you. Okay. And have a wonderful day. You too. You okay. too. Take care. Bye. Bye.
This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at HFF underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.